0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Today's episode is going to be a very different episode than I have ever done on the podcast. (laughs) My husband, Andrew, and I, also known as Mr. Bean, by the way, we are going to be doing a series called Getting Real with the Costas, where we literally get real with you on our stance on money, health, business, the ups and downs of being a CEO and business owner, breaking generational norms, success, relationships, friendships. Like, We're going to talk about everything. And we wanted to bring these valuable conversations to you. So every other week, I will be putting out an episode to give you a sneak peek behind the scenes into our life, beliefs, lessons we've learned in our life so far. And we did order mics by the way. So the next episode is going to have much better sound quality and I'm sure they're just going to get better over time, but this is real. This is raw. We did not plan anything out other than the topic. So I'm very excited and kind of nervous, but we hope you enjoy. And one last thing before we actually dive in we like i said this is real there's no editing there's no cutting anything out the last discussion we had in this episode i do actually drop the f bomb quite a few times and i must say that i use it in a pretty inappropriate context <laughs> but you can listen at your own discretion. We have fun, we laugh, I curse, we get real, and that is pretty much it. So yeah, let's just go ahead and dive on it. I'm a little nervous, but very excited. So let's go ahead and do the damn thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our very first podcast show episode. We are calling this Getting Real with the costas and we're super excited. (laughs) Yeah. Work in progress. That's what we have for right now. But the whole reason that we wanted to do this whole episode of getting a real with the costas is because, you know, I share so much information on binge eating coaching. Andrew talks so much about hormone coaching on our podcast. And, you know, we are seen as those experts in our field, but I think it's really important to see more of like who we are. We really want to show kind of behind the scenes. We want to talk about everything and anything like there's literally not going to be anything off limits, hence the name getting real with the Costas. like, we're going to talk about finances, health, relationships, family life, um, current health industry topics, um, our opinions and values on certain things. I think this is just, we're going to have a real honest conversation and, uh, we're going to be doing this every other week um, as of right now. So just kind of twice a month, we're going to have these real in-depth conversations. We'll probably share, you know, behind the scenes of you and what we're working on in our personal life, um, business, you know, we both run our successful businesses and really just kind of goes on like what behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to connect with you guys further and I just think get a, to know us a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I think a big thing too, and and our, our inspiration behind this is we have so many powerful conversations, whether it's on walks with each other, coming from car drives, car drives especially, where um just from questions from family members and friends and trying to help other people, it really sparks these big conversations that if people could hear them, it would save you a lot of time, a lot of effort, you would be able to learn as well. Because people often look at us and and it's easy to be like, Oh, they've gotten so far and they're, they're so young. How did they do it? Like we're not super special people. We don't have a magic formula for this. It's really how we make decisions on a day-to-day basis and what we value because what we value and what we choose to spend our time on is ultimately what grows and what flourishes in our life. So we thought for to ourselves, what a great way to be able to share this knowledge then to, we just get really real. We, you know, we talk about the things that we have conversations with on the daily, you know, pretty much every week and share that knowledge with you guys and gals so you can learn too.
0: Yeah. So our first kind of conversation is going to be about money and our, you know, just an overall relationship with money. And by the way, we do not plan these. <laughs> so these are honestly just going to be like real raw in the moment. What's our, what, what our thoughts are about this, this topic and just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I guess I'll kick it off. I used to have, and, and even while we were doing business, like when we had our, our studio, for those of you who don't know, we had a studio location uh, forever ago. And we actually used to do just like fitness training. Um when we had our studio and even when I was going into uh, like coming out of college and, and got getting my job as a, as a crane operator too, my relationship with money was very poor because it was always in a state where I was just trying to make my bills. Mm -hmm. And I I learned that from my parents and I'll say like, my parents aren't poor. Like they've, I've always had food on my table. I've never had to worry about a bill. They never charged me for staying at home. Like, Even though there was that, my parents have this unconscious thing, which which they say all the time, that, oh, this bill is so expensive. Oh, I can't believe this bill costs this. How are we going to do this? And that was something that grew into my mind really early. And that developed, and I didn't even know this, it developed into a poor relationship with money. I wanted to get money so I could pay my next bill. I was worried about when the next transaction came out. And then when we had our studio, I feel like that tripled in nature because now I had this expectation where not only did I need to make money because other, if, if we didn't, we would fail. It was also like, I need to make money to pay our parents back because we chose to take a, a loan through them instead of the bank. So I didn't want to fail them. I didn't want to fail me. I needed to make sure that we made our bills and that was a huge state of overwhelm, probably the biggest mm-hmm. and most challenging part in our lives together that, that we experienced. Um, I never realized the importance of how, how, much a money mindset is because people tend to think that money is bad and that's because when you look at it from a form of desperation from frustration when you're always worried about the next bill you never actually get to enjoy what money really is which is its access it's all money is is accessibility and a tool a vehicle for you to be free and I think I started to realize that, um, well, really two things. It was the in-between for when we were switching online, Mm -hmm. but then also as well when uh, I was working with that uh, content coach, Courtney, right? And she didn't, she gave no fucks about money whatsoever. Like it was just, I didn't even think she paid attention to her account. Uh, And I realized like, you know what, if I actually enjoy the process and I focus on being the best person that I can be, my bills always get paid. And to this day, as much as I, and of the two of us, I definitely the worrier for sure. I'm always-
0: Which is so weird because (laughs) I used to worry about absolutely everything. And money for me personally was like the one thing that I never, I never worried about money. Heck for the longest time, you guys, like I didn't even have a credit card
1: it was so when we when she met me (laughs) for the longest time so we went to I think it was it was something for the studio or whatever we had to go get this this loan right and then the the bank woman says to Lorna like you have no credit and I was like what are you talking about? You have no credit like this. You you're 20 something at the time. And
0: I was like, so pissed off. Cause like I had, I was like making like good money yeah, so and I had, had money the in money account, in my account, but she
1: had literally no credit. So no one showed her how to create a credit card, how to pay. Oh, th- that's the funniest part too. And we'll we'll go to this in a second, the, the, the payments the, the first time or whatever. Right. But Lorna was not conditioned to that. Right. And uh, like, it was even that point where, Um, the first time she got a credit card, she just like thought that the bank would just like take the money from her account. Like it was like, the money's there, take it. And and I was like, no, you got to pay it. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? They can just take the money. And I had to explain to her that she had to make payments (laughs) on the credit card, but it's two totally different perspectives. Right. Mm -hmm. And I realized very quickly us having a physical location, like we love coaching with a passion. It doesn't really matter if it's health or not. We just love educating and teaching people and helping them learn. But I really started to hate my business. I started to hate my my life and my circumstances. I felt like my job and our company was almost like a prison because I was absolutely paranoid about what the next bill was. And that desperation, it built into that unhealthy fear where when I would speak to people on consultations, I like Mm -hmm. was was almost begging people to to do that. And after working with a few coaches, I I recognized what money was, which is a vehicle. And the moment I started recognizing, like, people are coming to us because they need us. They Mm -hmm. need our help. They need our support. When someone comes with a need. I don't beg. I'm not the one who's asking, right? Like it's it's a need, and that's when I recognize I'm just going to show up and I'm going to do my best to help this person. Mm-hmm. And the money came, and it always came. Don't get me wrong. Of course, we had to do the shit required for the money, but I recognized very quickly that money is a tool, and you can't be afraid of money. You have to go after it, and of course put in effort, but you don't have to be obsessed because at the end of each and every month, it just, it always works itself. out. You can always work to get money
0: back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, like, I think I was almost on the other side of the spectrum where you were like really anxious and worried about money all the time. And for me, I felt like I almost was just complacent with kind of like where I was at, because like, I never had to really worry about money. And I think for me, it was a lot of like, I don't need a lot of money. Like that was really my mindset. Like, even when I started, you know, our coaching business, like online, this is when I was like a fitness coach and a health coach, you know, I was like making like decent money and I felt like I couldn't reach a new level in my business, because I was like, I don't need more money. Like I want more clients and I want to make a bigger impact, but I don't need more money. And I remember having that conversation with you. And it was almost like, you know, at the time we were living with our parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't have a mortgage. Um, you know, obviously you have your standard payments, but like, you know, we were able to, to make our payments. And I was like, I, I don't, think like I can even like reach that next level because I don't, I don't desire like this fancy car and I don't desire like living in a mansion. I don't, you know, desire like red bottom heels. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not who I am. I'm such a simple person. So for me, I think like I kind of had a warped mindset or relationship with money as well too, because like I didn't, I just saw it as like, if the more money I make, like the more things that I can buy, And like, that wasn't really like a driving factor for me, but when really it's like the more money I make, it's like the more impact that I, that I have on people's lives. And also like, you know, to help family out and, you know, to give to charity and, you know, like we always say, like, we want to like give back to our family and like, there would be nothing more that I'd be more than excited about is like you know, giving back to our parents in like such a big way. But I was so blocked from that because I just thought the more money I make, then the more like things I would have. And that was never, never a source of like inspiration for me at all.
1: I think both like your, your parents and me, we also did you a disservice because like, as so like, I'll I'll speak from my place. Like I was like, I'm the guy. I should take care of the finances. I never showed you the bills. I never showed you the expenses. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really, because I didn't want her to worry about the stuff that I was worrying about. So I was like, I'm just going to take it over.
0: But then so, I I literally like you'd be so stressed out. And I'm like, everything's fine. Like we're doing so yeah, well. And then like, it,
1: was, it was crazy how when I would show her these numbers, right? Like at the studio and people don't understand that a physical location and we can paying, literally be and paying rent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a physical location and paying rent is fucking expensive. We had a facility and we would make $30,000 in a month and people like, Oh my God, $30,000. Yeah. But if you have $28,000 of bills, you made two grand, you didn't make money. And a lot of people just thought that like the, the facility didn't cost what it did. But by the time you go through payroll, through cleaning supplies, making sure that you're, you're of course uh, paying yourselves and, you know, for a long time, I didn't pay myself for, for years Mm -hmm. or for, I think it was close to to two years before I started taking paychecks because you're always having to reinvest that money to pay off another bill or to do something else. Right. Uh, And at the beginning, you know, one thing I'll I'll tell you guys is you got to be open with your partners and you have Mm -hmm. to be open and communicate about money. There's no shame in where you are financially. It's because if people don't know, there's no way that they can help. Right. And then, so that doesn't help. Right. And then another thing is, is like your, your parents in an effort to help you because they really want her to focus on her business. Your, your dad was like, I'll just, I'll set up the auto billing, the payments, whatever. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Hence the, I don't know that I need a credit card. So everything was either e-transfer or automated. And you, you didn't know your expenses at the beginning. You didn't really know what was coming in and out. You were just like, The shit gets paid and my car is still in my hands.
0: And also, like, I was never a spender. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally, even like shopping, I would go like once a year. Just, I
1: would counter that. Hold on,
0: hold on, (laughs) hold on. Like, I would like literally go shopping like twice a year and drop like a grand or two and like, that's it. Like, then I'll be fine. But then again, I will literally spend like, $40,000 on like a coach, like,
1: yeah, that was the one thing where, where we really had conversations is like a lot of people in life. Okay. And I was bad for this too. until I started tracking the numbers, you people are are like, I don't spend any money.
0: Yeah. Numbers
1: don't lie. And if you look, if you add up all the tallies and and we do, and we did that, you know, when we were at the studio, I, you know, we had this, um, I think it was, was this Starbucks? I don't know. There was this conversation, whatever we had in the car. It was where, definitely where Starba, the, this, I, this, the studio was like at a, it was at this part where it, it was a do or die because I couldn't keep putting in the hours that I was doing and I was like, what the fuck are we doing with this? We either have to do it or go well, through or move through. and the then,
0: background yeah. as well too, like I was doing my own online business while working at the studio and then he was, you were still doing like in-person training w- yeah, so we, we were,
1: were doing, like it, it, doing it was an, it was an in-between but uh, yeah. but you know we we had a real conversation and i was like listen it's easy to say like we don't spend or like it's just the basics, but when you add up all the numbers, you're like oh holy shit there's there's money that's here, right and one of the things that you know me and Lorna always we will always invest in ourselves because even if you go to zero dollars, you keep those skills for life like me and Lorna know how to go and make like you know a a, a six figure business very very easily it's not hard to get eight to ten thousand dollars a month. It's not hard. We now have the skills to do that. If we were to close everything down, we could do that again because we don't lose the skills. So investing in ourselves, we always did, right? But there's a a point at which people sometimes over-leverage themselves, and that's where you have to say to yourself, does this make sense right now? right? Like I can't just go out, buy a Lambo and then not have money for food. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So that's where a little bit of the practicality came. Uh, but for me, that practicality came because my, my parents, for me, I, am uh, my family. I've got the, I have one other brother besides myself. Um, my family, they didn't have enough to put me through college. So when it came to college they were like, we don't have any money for you. We were just paying the bills. That's that's all we could do. So I had to work to put myself through college. When I got my first car, they were also like, we don't have any money to help you out. So I had to work, scrape my money together to buy a car. And then when my father's car broke down, I actually had to give my first car to my father because they couldn't afford to buy another one. So like, again, always had food on the table. We were always able to make things, but I understood at a very young age, like shit costs fucking money. And if you can't pay for it, you can't get it. You know, now my parents now, because of, of what they went through with me, my parents smartened up. They worked with a financial advisor. They started getting better advice and they were able to save so they were able to pay for my brother's school. So they were able to buy my the car for my brother at first, right? But that's where me that, and it was unhealthy at that time, but it's what it got me through that do or die mentality with my finances
0: all the time. But it's so crazy how like your upbringing does impact you. Because like, for me, like my parents paid for my schooling. Like I didn't even have to think, like I didn't even have a job. I didn't have a job until I was like, 18. You know what I mean? Like I had my first, well, like I did my yoga certification and I became like an insanity instructor and like a personal trainer, whatever. But like, and I was doing like beach body on the side, but like in university, I never worked. So then I came out of university when I was transitioning from university into college and I got my first job at a gym being a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor and I literally was like I think I
1: I believe I was, that was actually you had you didn't work anywhere else
0: no you? I've only worked you, one place
1: <laughs> one place that you were for herself that was it and she's I, like fuck this
0: yeah I was like fuck <laughs> everyone else I just want to work for myself and like I was basically working for myself at that gym because like I ran we ran the place but that's a whole other conversation but like yeah. I like I became so not stressed about money because like My parents paid for my schooling and like, I never had to get, I never had a job. Like, you know what I mean? And like, obviously I was like fortunate that my parents were able to like pay those things for me. But then also I, sometimes that isn't a good thing because it was like, well, everything's just going to be paid for me.
1: The, the advantage that we have, and I do believe that, um, so I don't, I don't believe in luck in anything. Okay. You're either fortunate or you're privileged, right? We were fortunate to have parents who I never had to worry about a roof over my head. Neither did Lorna that was covered. And really let's just say we went bankrupt. There's a room at our parents' house that we could literally go yeah. and our lives wouldn't be affected. It wouldn't be a game over.
0: Mm-hmm. Some
1: people don't have that. And that's where when people talk about privilege with money or privilege with knowledge, that's where that comes from is Some people do not have the ability, like their parents are not stable. They Mm -hmm. don't have a place to live. They're trying to help their parents pay their bills, right? So although it came from that, the mindset never changed. And as we started then going into business, we started coming across, for me personally, I was coming across clients that had stupid money. And what I deemed stupid was money that you could like, six, seven rental properties going out. Like we're working with a couple now. They're, they're in Barbados every, every four months. And like they're, they're traveling all over the world. And I was like, I don't have that. How did they get that? Because mm-hmm. they're only 60 years old. And at twice my age, they have 10 times what I have. So at my point, I was like, now that I'm comfortable with money and I understand that it's a vehicle, I started having conversations with people who had it to see what they did differently. What are you investing in? How did you get here? What do you do for, for work? How did you save your money? And people are very open because again, everyone wants to learn, educate, share, right? Like everyone's, no, one's going to be like, I'm not going to tell you how I did. Like it all comes down to the same things, right? Is, You have to start saving early. You have to have a little bit of discipline. So that means like for us, right? We have this certain amount that we save each and every month now. Besides that, you have to be consistent with it. So don't just pull your money out. Moment, you get a little quick thing. It's like you have to let it sit and let it grow. You have to invest in things that have value, which is where our rental comes from. So all of that stuff, I was looking at that and I was like, These people have this, and this is how they can pay for their schooling for their family, how they can go on all of these travel trips without having to worry. And that, to me, the definition of of being successful is not about a dollar figure, but it's really about if I can tell my family two months from now, we're going to go to Mexico and we're going. I got the tickets. Let's go. That to me is success Yeah. or being able to have a rental cottage where each and every one of our families, each uncle, whatever, everybody gets two weeks out of the year to then go and be able to build that. Mm -hmm. Or for us, a big thing for us is we want to travel every single year. We're online coaches now. We've been slowly changing our business model and changing the way that we invest so we can start doing this in the future. So Mm -hmm. we literally, um, and I don't know if you want to share and talk about it, but um, we're going to be closing on a rental property literally next week. It's our first rental property. And our intention is to buy one every four years.
0: And I -hmm. I just even think like, so when it came to the rental property, so... Andrew went to go see it. I have, I had no idea what this rental property even looked like. And like I didn't really care to be honest because I'm not living in it. So I'm like, as long as it's not a freaking shit show, like we're good. But I think still, like the same thing is happening from when I was younger. Like I didn't learn like the behind the scenes stuff. Like you're really working with the bank and like you're. Working with the mortgage advisor. Oh,
1: it's, a, it's a mission.
0: Right. Yeah, but like I like <laughs> I just kind of am like, I don't really care, but I should really get involved and like learn, you know, because God forbid, you know, like I, I wouldn't know anything
1: one thing that I've, when you talk about god forbid i've almost wanted to create like a video series like in the event of my death and then just have videos explaining everything because i'm like like one thing i will say now is you you are very financially literate now so like i know for a fact you can look at our accounts you can make the decisions you 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 have I the, can. <laughs> no, no, like you have the ability to track now right yeah. and like four years ago i i would be like no, <laughs> but but you have the ability to do that now. I think there are still some things that um you do need to know. Like one thing is is like that that we still haven't really talked about is like if you were to be like gone tomorrow. I don't have logins. I don't have access. Yeah, how do so I communicate strange. with your clients? What do I tell your people on social media? Do you want me to shut the account down? Do you want? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Me, it's pretty simple. I use the same password for everything. So Literally, get, I, just, I know
0: everything. Yeah,
1: you get in, and then you're good, right? Yeah. But the thing is, 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 if I had to, if I passed away, you would have to deal with this closing or a potential sale of this rental property, and I don't think you would know how. Now, I I,
0: obviously, I would figure it out. Yeah, we like, are
1: fortunate that we, and one thing which is also what we've learned through this process is. Your value and your richness is actually coming from your network, not how much money you have. Yeah. When they say your network is your net worth, we have incredibly powerful clients. We have incredibly uh, powerful and financially literate friends. We have really, really great business connections Mm -hmm. that on the drop of a hat in unison, She would be supported. I would be supported. We're there. And that's where the real value lies. That's why money, money is almost just like a trade of a good. You have it, you can get it. It's accessible, but relationships, conversations, that's where you need to have your real investment in make.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think even just going back to like, just keeping this topic Mm -hmm. on like money and stuff, like complete side note, but it's just on my mind like being surrounded by, you know, the the clients that we coach that are really successful or like the friends that we have that are really successful. Um, it's like, or even like, you know, I follow a bunch of like different business coaches and, you know, I think it's so easy to like compare, you know, where we're at. And like, we're young, like we, we are young. Oh, yeah, I'm, You know n- what I mean? Normally
1: Young for where we are. Absolutely.
0: And financially, like we're doing well, but like compare when we compare ourselves to like these people who are like 50 or like 60 years old, like, you know, 20, 30 years older than us, like it can feel like we're not, we're not there yet. And like, yeah. I feel like we're always in this like rush of like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I want to use my brother's example <laughs> oh my my, my brother he's the funniest guy and hopefully actually with the cost is technically we could have any cost on this podcast by the way <laughs> Great. you're like let me just your
0: family huh? <laughs> what the heck about me
1: is <laughs> that you do you put the name right but um so my, my brother does this uh thing so I have this, and I think we all do, right? We all like to vent sometimes, right? So my brother was was in the car and he was talking about some frustrations and stuff. And I vented and I was like, listen, man, like it's it's hard. Like I, I you know, we had a $5,800 credit card bill that I had to pay last month, right? And my brother literally turns to me and he's literally like, are you stupid? He's like, you literally are complaining about paying a $5,800 bill. So then he makes jokes like a, Oh, uh, I, I had to cancel my massage so I could do this appointment. So I can go
0: to my yacht and yeah. go check on my second property. <laughs> and and that's
1: the thing too, right. Is like, and that's where, where are referring to, right. Is oftentimes we get this comparison mentality, right. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to like, look at our, our friend. Like, I mean, you worked with a coach who was, she had like a hundred thousand dollar a month or something like that. A right? million
0: dollar sorry, month, a million
1: dollar month, low key, so, right. So yeah, I like, no. you know, this person,
0: (laughs) my coach that I hired, it's like, she's making like a million dollars per month. And then like, we're doing well in our business, but it's like, compared to that, it seems like, like penis. And it's really finding that balance between like, obviously being super grateful for, you know, like since this conversation is on money, like how much money we are bringing in based off of our business. Right. And like, being able to like work for ourselves, you know, the fact that we can go on walks when we want, we can, you know, drive up to our parents' house whenever we want. Like the fact that we're like bringing in the amount of money that we are and like doing what we love. And it honestly doesn't feel like work, Mm -hmm. but then also to be like, Oh, like this person just made a million dollars per month. So like my celebration I'm like, it doesn't seem, you know, like as significant, well, that's just, it. it it is really that fine line of like, okay, well, that's, that's what's possible. But then that can also make us kind of like, I feel like sometimes we're always like, but that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Because of course we're comparing ourselves to people that are, you know, freaking billionaires and like, you know, making these like, you know, 300, $500,000 a month. So it's like, of course you're going to feel like less than, but like, you know, we really do need to, even see like how far we've come and like, even, you know, at the studio, like what we were charging, like, I remember doing, like, I remember doing like an eight week program for people charging $160. And now like an hour call with me is more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just even so funny how like, you know, our relationship with money has definitely evolved. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I
1: think for, for me now, what my goal is is now that I understand money's uses, the Mm -hmm. accessibility, the things that you get access to the people's lives that you can actually fully Mm -hmm. change when you have money. My goal is to make sure that I'm passing my skills to our future kids. And really that I can show my current family what is possible. Like, so when we had had shown so I remember um, and I don't I don't know if I told you this so uh, me, me and my dad my dad's a crane operator uh, and uh, we were just driving around he went to go show me his new job site so he's like oh come with me I'll show you this crane and all the cranes look the same it's just a huge thing in the sky you're like oh cool so we were there and uh, and he was um, talking to his foreman and his foreman's like oh you work for yourself all this other stuff right and and we had the studio um, and and uh, my, my dad's like, yeah, you know, he works for himself, all this. Right. And, and the, the foreman was like, well, how much money do you make? Right. And I was like, well, I mean, cause I used to be a crane operator and that was a really, really good, good job. Right. And, and my parents have this low key thing where they're like, they always downplay stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, they can never fully celebrate. It's always like, oh, you know, it's not a lot of money, all this other stuff. And I turned and I was like, well, we hit a million dollars. And my dad was like, holy fuck, you made a million dollars. And it's like, yes, we have made a million dollars. And my dad goes, are you serious? And I was like, yes. And I want to be able to break the boundaries mm-hmm. of what that looks like for my family not in a dollar figure but showing people financially what can be accomplished because my family doesn't believe that those things and that accessibility is possible Well,
0: also i mean like especially your dad is very old school so like this whole thing of like starting our own online business and not working like a tangible like nine to five job he tells
1: me to quit all the time (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, even, even when we are doing well, it's like, but that's not a job where you're always going to find clients and like people just don't really understand. And that's why, like, that's also part of like why we shared about like our rental property and you know why we share these successes to really show people like what's possible. Cause I don't think people understand like how much money you can really make, like doing what you love or like, going against the grain and like you know doing something maybe unconventional like starting your own business and like mm-hmm. you know it actually is a, a legitimate job but it's so funny how like we're so aware now of like our money mindset Then when when we're having conversations with other people and they're like that's so expensive or like
1: oh that's You're cheap. or
0: like oh. like
1: remember the blind guy
0: we, yeah we this
1: blind guy in here okay who was oh, no no living- yeah, so, yeah. oh. not
0: blind guy we want <laughs> <No>. to get
1: <laughs> blinds like for the house for the <laughs> house
0: and and he was literally like um so like there's like an upgrade but like you don't really need the upgrade like you're going to be fine without the upgrade and we thought it was going to be like a lot of money because like he was like downplaying it as if like oh like it's, it's a lot like you're probably not going to need it like it's okay you can do without it like you don't need to go and above it, and beyond And it was like literally $50. Like if we literally knew, we would have been like, what the fuck? Like $50? I I even had a
1: conversation with him and I was like, I don't know if you do this. I don't know because we look young that he's like, oh, they probably can't afford it. 50 yeah. bucks is a make or break. Right. But I'm like, don't do that. Don't be like, oh, you don't want because it. Because we would have
0: loved the upgrade. Well, like... Yeah.
1: So now here we are like donuts. We got to have a wind up cord where we're pulling the blinds and we could have had a button. Right. Yeah. But it's something so simple like that. But people's mindsets, even around food. Right. When we have conversations and like, we buy everything organic and we've got a local market that we that we go and we we buy. And that is worth the investment. Part of the money mindset is when you spend money in good ways, that money comes back to you in good ways. But also- And that's why that, that cycle, you have to keep going with stuff like that because money does really return and, and go back. But it's also and, like
0: a return on your house. So like, we're not just spending money on a like a purse. Investment. Like, yeah. you know, I will always, like the other day, you know, we bought like, you know, packs of meat or whatever. It was like well over a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? But like, I don't even think about that. I will go to the store and look at a t-shirt for like $25 and I'm like, that's too much. But like, I will literally spend, you know, $40,000 on a on a coach or I will, you know, spend however much we spend each week on meat and like not even yeah. think about it. Because to me, it's my health. It's my mindset. It's what I prioritize. Like
1: we- Sometimes people will say like, I I drove to another store so I could use a coupon for cheese. Oh my gosh! I like, knew this one if person. If your concern is like a dollar for cheese, you're you're not your head is not in the right place in terms of where you need to save.
0: But also, time That's, is money. Like I will never, is, yes. I will never freaking drive to Timbuktu and then over here. Like I will go to one store and I don't care if something's more expensive. Like I. I don't, I don't even look at price tags, which is obviously no. not good at all. Like I don't look at price tags. I, I just grab something. what I need. <laughs> well, but, but like for me again, like going back I to it, don't get
1: me wrong. I'm not stupid, right? You see a $20 block of cheese and $8 block of cheese. I'm like, cheese is cheese, right? Like that, the, but for stuff that's organic, you know? That's yeah. Really but for me,
0: work. like, I don't even look at price tags. Cause I'm like, well, I need the broccoli or I need mm-hmm. the almond flour or I need the grass fed butter. So I'm not going to like check how much it is. Like, I've just never really done that. But like time is money, like you driving to Walmart and then to here and then to here and then to here, like that's to me, I'm like, I would rather just go to one location Maybe pay a little bit more, but it's convenience for me, and that's what we're starting to r- recognize. Yeah. Like money is convenience. Like you know, hiring a coach. It's so much more convenient to learn the information than trying to like read this book and then listen to this one podcast yeah. and then try to put the information together. That is why coaching is an investment. Like it is not five dollars. It's not ten dollars. Like it is and like you know an investment because of you know, the access that you're getting, like the access to the materials, the access to the coaches who's literally gone through what you're currently experiencing. They've gone through their own certifications, their own experience, like their own trial and error. So it's, it's just easy acts like, here you go, here's the tools. Well, of course it's going to cost more than you trying to figure it out on your own. It might be less money, but it's more time and time is money in my opinion.
1: I think it comes down to like, there, I, I am a, a believer that there is a limitation to what you do yourself before you're like, I need to invest in the professional. And the the financial, the investment piece is when your expertise falls short. Or when something could be a potential risk to you, like a, a fine example is, is, you know, how many people do you know try to wire their own house? I would never attempt that. I could probably wire? figure it out. Literally, put up pot lights, do whatever, right uh, in their in their own home. And it's like, sure, you could, you could definitely go on Google. You could try to source the information, like Lorna was talking about. But the issue becomes this: if you don't do it right. You've botched the entire lighting in your entire home. Now it's going to be more expensive for a professional to do it. And for me, I don't have the time, the capacity. I want to spend time on things that I love to do, which is why the investment piece is there. And I mm-hmm. see money as, um, and actually a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Wayne, he he calls it the the concierge of your life. So like, who has, who is have you ever met in a concierge who was like, Oh, your room is ready. I have this for you. I know you mentioned that you wanted to go to this restaurant. So I took the liberty of booking reservations. And you're like, fuck yeah. Like,
0: I had a concierge on my wedding day and it was so nice. Hold on, phenomenal. let me get the door okay, hold on. Let me pick up your dress. Hold on. Do you need and, anything? And, and that, I was like, and that's wow. that's what it is.
1: is it's it's really, service. We, it's, it's
0: access. It's exactly. convenience. That's really what it is.
1: Yeah. So as, as we started to realize that this is why it's so important, one, to charge what you're worth. So for those of you who are making your businesses, don't charge cheap because you're not serving anyone because you can barely serve yourself if it's cheap, mm-hmm. right? We learned that very easily. Mm-hmm. But also as well, to make sure that, With an investment that serves you, you can now go and serve your family, serve your friends, make sure that you're, you're helping people in need around you, right? Like me and Lorna, now we start going to charity events and little dinners and stuff like that because, because we can, and if we can help, we'll do that. And that's how we bring each other up. One thing I will say though, when it comes to, to money, mindset, investing is people believe that they have to do it by themselves. And that's so annoying to me. And um, like I look at different cultures, for example, like my background is Portuguese. And if you were to say, let's have five families go in together and we pool money to buy an investment property, the level of ego is so high, that's not possible. They're like, nope. Nope. It's, it's, if I can't buy it on my own, I'm not going to buy it. And that's ridiculous because that means that your family doesn't grow with, with wealth. And that's how people stay at this lower level, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas I have a friend and, uh, he, he moved, uh, well, this is a a friend in high school, whatever, uh, he moved in and him and his, uh, two uncles lived in the same house. So it's three families in one home and, Once the mortgage got paid down, one uncle moved into another house and they started helping him pay his mortgage. And then they did the same thing with the third family. So now you have all three families working together to build each other's wealth. And that to me is like, that is the most common sense idea to continue to build money and help people beside you, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, for example, this investment property, right? Mm -hmm. We're fortunate that we were able to do it by ourselves, mm-hmm. right? But my cousin, with his rental, he went in with three friends. Yeah, he had a deposit. Other guy had a little bit and a little bit, and they bought. And now that their property is worth more money, he can sell and he can buy something for himself. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to do that if he would just done it on his own. So this mm-hmm. is where you have to use the support from a partner, talk to families uh, about stuff like that because people, there's no point in just sitting on money. Mm
0: -hmm. There's no
1: point. You have to make it work for you.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And like, you know, even when it comes to like relationship building and stuff like that, it's like you said, it's like really who, you know, and like, you know, I think, for for us like especially when we moved here in simcoe like one of our biggest things was like you know meeting new people and like networking more and like you know having those really good relationships because like you can't you can do a lot of stuff on your own but like with the help of like really awesome people you can do you know even better things and i think it's just like a really like it's like an ego thing like even when it came to like the investment property i was like no like the first one we should do ourselves Like, you know, because I don't know, like you always like, I don't know, I'm very independent and like my, my, my thought process is like, I don't have to like worry about like other people. I'm like, I know that I can do this. Like, I know I can, you know, I know I'm going to pay. I know I'm going to do like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just like stress out about the reason
1: why I did the first one by ourselves was because I want to know how to do everything. I want to be involved in every aspect. Yeah. In in my opinion, whether it's your work, your job, your career, you should like me and Lorna know every aspect of our business. We know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. We don't do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Lorna has admins that that do certain VA. things. That, uh, uh, sorry, a, a VA that, that does uh, certain things and stuff. But like we have the ability to, if we need to, we can do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I saw this first rental as... I'm going to be able to see what it's like to own a rental property, how to manage a rental property, the paperwork required, which, oh my God, is brutal. But for me, I get to know every single process. So now I'm not lost. I'm not Mm -hmm. reliant on other people. When I'm talking about pooling investments together with people, you go you can go to a lawyer and write write up an agreement that says you're responsible for this yeah. I'm responsible for this remember we even did it we so technically mm-hmm. our businesses are together we were in a relationship the same company and we wrote up expectations for each other mm-hmm. with a lawyer for business that we signed off on yeah not because i don't trust lorna but at the end of the day legal documents especially around money are there for when people aren't friends mm-hmm. if you're not a friend with someone and we were literally like that we set, boyfriend right? and
0: girlfriend at the time when we yeah. opened up our fitness studio you Insane. guys like it was literally insane. I had Everyone's to ask for like,
1: father permission to start.
0: <gasps> everybody's like, everybody would come into the studio, like, oh, like your husband. And I'm like, boyfriend. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, that's kind of unheard of. Like, nobody really starts a, a facility, let alone like a business, like, with a like a girlfriend we we definitely
1: tested our relationship there are three things that kill and i know this is a little bit off topic but there are three things that kill relationships finances is a big one Mm -hmm. lack of communication a second and not having an intimate relationship Mm -hmm. and people don't understand the value of those three and we were put in the fire very quickly where you were like i'll do the business because you want to do it and I asked your dad, and then the finances got real because I was like, my name is on this. Like, if this yeah. doesn't work, I'm fucked. Like, it's not. And here I was, <laughs> I'm like,
0: everything is going to be fine. And you're like, no, like, seriously.
1: Yeah. So, so it's like we tested ourselves very quickly. But mm-hmm. I believe that's also why our relationship now is so incredible because we had all tough talks about money, we had all tough talks about communication. Right. We've always been working on our our intimate relationship and how we spend time with each other. Mm -hmm. So that has really, really helped. But the financial aspect plays a very big part in that. And I think people fight about money all the time.
0: And I think like the way that we both spend money or the way that we look at investing is a little bit different. I kind of want to talk about that. So, like, for example, like for me, I've, I used to be very like anxious and very like stressed out, not about money, but just like, I need to make like the right decision and the right choice. And I got to like ask other people, do you think this is a good idea? Uh, am I making the right choice? And then when I started to become more intuitive, I started to feel like this pull in my body. And it's so hard to explain, but it's like, it just feels like this is the right decision. And I really don't have any like I do have some logic when it comes to like making decisions or like investments, when I, like where I put my money, what I spend my money on. But it's more like this feels really good for me right now. Like, I don't know how it makes logical sense, but it, it just feels really good. And then, you know, it's really hard to sometimes bring up, you know, Bring up what I want to do with my money with you because you're very. I have
1: questions, <laughs> but he not only does he have
0: questions, he also have
1: comments. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't>... uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> he has questions. He has comments, and then he's just very logical. Like, okay, let me go pull out my calculator. And I am going to calculate to see if this is going to make logical sense. But I'm like, it doesn't make logical sense. Like, you know what I mean? And when I want something, I get it. <laughs> no, but like when I want something, I, I, I just feel feel that it's the right decision for me now and it's it's so hard to explain like i can't say the reason why i should invest in this is because x y and z i'm just like i know it's the right decision and you you're so logical that you want to know the
1: because there there have been wrong choices that i made and when i say wrong there's every mistake is a lesson so i take wrong things and i don't say oh this is BS, I can't believe I spent this money, how terrible, like, you, there's a lesson to be learned in everything. And sometimes that lesson has a financial penalty to it. And that's okay. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Uh, The way that I I approach it for me, and why it's more logical is, I think to myself, in terms of of the value is, I I really look at it at a, a couple of things, right? One is there a skill here that I do not have that is faster to pay for than it is for me to learn? Is it going to cost me more money to learn? That's number one. The second part of that is, is there going to be a possible return on investment? So for example, If a business coach teaches you how to market and you get more clients, there's a return, right? Or for example, if you hire someone to remodel your kitchen, your kitchen is now worth more money. Your house is now worth more money. There's a return. So I look at that. And then the third is in terms of the speed versus the cost, can I recoup this money if I don't learn anything? And that was the one part that I didn't pay attention to, which is where these mistakes were made is- I would choose something based on those other two things, but I actually really needed that money for something else. And I've learned a lot of lessons, Mm -hmm. right? Like for me, you're fortunate all of your coaches were good. You know, we've hired bad coaches. Okay. And by bad, I don't say terrible human beings, but coaches who were like, this will happen. And it didn't. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's fine. But then I realized really what coaching is. Um, and, it, and it's something I think we're, we're, we're both a, agree on is, is when you have a, a pedestal level of expectation on anything, a service, a coach, a program, and you're so desperate for that thing to work, that's mm-hmm. the thing that's going to make you successful, your desperation is going to kill that. And a lot of times people think if I throw money at it, it'll make the problem go away. No, you have to take time, you have to spend energy, you have to make decisions, and you have to make changes in yourself along with spending that money. Mm -hmm. So for me, the logical part of it, I've always been a more logical person because I I feel that men are kind of like have that fix-it mentality, like how can I fix or support type of thing. But the logic is a way for me to break down where this money is going in in what it looks like to possibly come back so you're right in saying we're totally different right now but I'm I feel like
0: sometimes it, it actually works out really well because I feel like if we were like both really logical then it would just be like does this make sense yes or no but then like I think because of my more intuitive decision making process like it's also helping you like kind of release that control a little bit and and be able to go with the flow a little bit more and like be spontaneous um and like for me i think also why i can just follow the pull is because i don't worry like i i have so much trust within myself that even if it quote unquote doesn't make logical sense like i trust myself to make it work regardless mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have so much trust in myself. And when I feel that pull, I'm like, that's my intuition. Like that feels an alignment for me. So I'm going to make it work regardless if it, if it looks like it's going to make logical sense.
1: I, I feel like the, the way that we work well together is you're like, I have a dream and the dream's like, and then I'm like, here's how to shape this dream. And then like, there's a framework that goes into it. And then the, the, the framework is the, the few steps that we have to take and the dream comes to fruition. Because if it's one thing that that I will say is I've seen through when she talks about intuition, this trust where she's like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, how the fuck is that going to work? And then it just does. And I was like, okay, I guess it just does. You don't have to know every step but for every single thing. That's
0: the thing. You just
1: have to have trust Yeah, and money requires a lot of trust. When you spend it, you trust that whatever you spent it on is going to do the job, right? Mm-hmm. When you hire someone, you're not like fucking watching over their shoulder. You're like, I trust you. This is why I've paid you, right? But like, and the same thing, just like when you pay you trust, you must trust that you will be paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That it's going to come to you. That everything in your life. Will I feel
0: be like incentive. this is like Andrew Costa show.
1: No, what do you mean? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I just get excited. I know.
0: And you just keep talking, but it's fine. No, I just like, I think also with like being intuitive, it's like, (laughs) I can't show you the end results. You're like, okay, well, if we spend this much and then we get this much in return, but I'm like, but I don't even know if that's going to be the end result. And it doesn't even matter about the end result. It's more about like me wanting to do this right now. That matters more than like, am I going to get the outcome? Cause it's so much more than that. Like you said, like, you know, investing in something, it's not just about getting the results. It's like, even the fact that you like put you, you spent that amount of money and you listened to your intuition and you felt that pull and you listened to it and you trusted yourself to make that big investment. Like I've learned so much about myself, even if I didn't get results in one area that I invested in, the fact that I chose to be courageous, I chose to be brave, I chose to commit to myself, follow through with my commitments, like that was the return on investment that I needed. Almost like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, there are things that you can't, uh, I think, not measure, but there are always unforeseen additional benefits that come with doing things like, like following through whenever you set an intention and you follow through, you get the benefit of that follow through. And, Mm -hmm. and I believe that there are things like you said, that you can't put a ticket value on. Mm -hmm. And there are some lessons in in life. Like I know, you know, obviously you've done a lot of of coaching work recently. There are lessons that you've learned in terms of the ceilings you've broken and stuff that are truly priceless. Like you can't put a value on like hey, I've, I've learned this. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else we want going to talk about? Cause I know obviously this is supposed to be like money related and like a relationship with money. Anything else?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the, Oh, me, yeah.
0: Just even like talking about how much money somebody makes because, you know, I follow a lot of business coaches and it's very easy for them to, you know, talk about, Hey, like I made this much money each month. And I was just telling you, like, you know, we've obviously had really big months and like milestones and stuff like that. And we've never really like shared it publicly, but I, I honestly like can't wait for that moment where I'm at like that place where I'm like, so mind blown myself that where I can share it. And I think I'm going to be really scared to share that But again, I think it's, I think it's really important to talk about how much money somebody makes and not in the sense of like, or like just sharing like a month milestone or something like that. Because again, like, you know, I grew up and like, I saw my mom as like a teacher and like my dad had a standard job, like nobody in my family really owned their own business. So I just figured like, this is how much money like you're supposed to make. And like, I would have never thought that I would ever be, you know, making the money that I made today because like I saw my parents and they did well, but it's like, they made so much. So I'm like, okay, well then I'm going to make so much. like, my parents live in a house like this. Okay. I'm going to live in a house like this, or my parents are able to spend this much on groceries or what? Okay. I'm going to be able to spend that much. And it's like, I think it's all about like breaking those norms and like showing people what's possible. Like even my clients, I get messages from my clients all the time. They're like, wow, I'm so glad that you shared this milestone or how much you invested in a coach because it makes me trust you so much more. Like I remember one of my clients, you know, spent $13,000 with me and she, and then I shared that I, I had a $43,000 investment that I paid one of my coaches and my client was like, "I'm so glad that you talked about that because, like, you know, I, I want to see people like you know doing these big things and even how much you know how much money you're making. Like, it it really does show me what's possible. And the people that share online, like, I feel like I'm able to calibrate to that. I would have never ever thought that, like, you know, fifty thousand dollar months or hundred thousand dollar months were ever." like possible if I didn't see what other people were making and, you know, I'm not saying it's like, you know, sharing like how exactly how much money you're making, like in total or anything like that, but like sharing milestones, I think is, you know, important.
1: People, people here well, I actually have a, a, a question for you on that, but I feel like people have this, uh, at least in, in Canada and in America, they have a large sense of ego when it comes to their money. Mm-hmm. Um, people are often embarrassed with their financials. Um, It's probably why they don't speak to financial advisors. No one ever wants to show anybody the real truth because then you have to admit that of course there's, there's a problem, right? Um, So I think that there's a large ego thing, which is why people are scared of it. My question for you is when sharing, what, what is the, the purpose and the objective of the share for the value? So like, you, we hit another super high month and you're like, Hey, this is the highest month that we've ever hit. Why would you want to share that?
0: Like I just said, like, I have like literally like clients and other people messaging me. Like, even when I talked about like the rental property, they're like, Oh my gosh, like, how did you get there? Like, what did you do? Can you share more about the journey? Because like my husband and I are really interested in doing an investment property. So it's like, you know i think really the purpose of it and again i don't even know if i would because again there is still like what are people going to think you know even about the investment property you know i was like should i share this like i don't even know mm-hmm. but i think for me it's really like i said to really to show other people what's possible i think i've worked with clients that hated their jobs and like worked for people that were like it was a very toxic environment and i have clients that want to start their own business and like want to do big things in their in their life but it's like but how or is it possible for me or like I don't know and like if they see me somebody who they know and like actually worked with very closely and they know my story of like where I was to see where I've gone it's like I know that person it's not just like oh this person like started with you know a billionaire family and like they've always had money it's like no like we started you know, from the bottom and now we're here. Like, Oh (laughs) my, we
1: definitely did not start from the bottom. Okay. Well, we
0: started from the middle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No,
0: but you know what I mean? I
1: get it. The reason why I asked you that question is because I feel like a lot of people in an attempt to make themselves feel better, like to share things. Yeah. Like we all know that guy who's like, look at the Aston Martin in my driveway. Right. I I imagine that that's how pompous people speak, but where, where you're like, you're sharing the car with me because you're unhappy with something else. Right. And a lot of people are, you know, sometimes overshare because they want to break and nobody, Mm -hmm. especially someone who's struggling financially, nobody wants to hear someone Mm break. That being said, I think both of us are in alignment where we both want our families to celebrate everything because we're going to celebrate their successes too.
0: But that's another thing like Like,
1: celebrating anything that your sister does in the future, anything that my brother does in the future. And if we, if, if we don't celebrate our things, then they're not going to be encouraged to tell us about their successes as well.
0: But I think too, like even family, they're like, you don't need to share that online or like, you know, even with our rental property. It's like nobody needs to know about that and it's like I understand but also like there needs to, like I'm a huge believer in like celebrating, right? Mm-hmm. And like again, like really just again, showing people what's possible, I think that's if you have good intentions going into it and you're doing it for the purpose of other people. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll get I know. And there, I got it. I got it. I know. It. My, I have, huh? No, your um, eyelash was in my, my good.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, beautiful. But yeah. Wait. I know. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, let me No. So there we go. Perfect. Fixed. But, um, but yeah, I, I think the, the money aspect is money is energy. And if you have that positive communication, that integration with it, then money shows up positively and does positive things in your life. Where money is negative is when you're afraid of it, when you're desperate for it, when you feel like you can't get it, then it's almost like this predator that lurks around and you're always worried that it's gonna come up, right? Yeah,
0: well, like, and again, like, you spend money and like money comes back to you if you're like hoarding it and you're like i have all this money in my savings and i'm never going to spend it and you're in scarcity mode then it's like money is not going to come to you because money has to like it's like this ebb and flow you know Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely right um one thing that i don't know if you if you want to share uh, there are people like the reason why we are so open with our money and we're also open to share our investments and we're open to, to help other people is because us in the past, like there have been people in our lives that have not treated us well when it comes to money. Right. Like you had that one boss who, I mean, basically Fucked me in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to share that or like,
0: I'm worried that he'll eventually listen to this and fuck me again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> I love it. Hard or soft? Oh. Do you want to? Re-
0: <laughs> oh, he fucking smashed me. Oh. <laughs> what? I got fucked so hard. Oh my
1: god! No. <laughs>
0: No. In a bad way. Like he literally fucked me right <laughs> <laughs> Oh Okay, let's, we have to share the story now. Yeah, people are going to literally absolutely. think I got fucked by my boss, and that's not true. Like I did, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. sure. Oh. Well, no, I was working at this place. I'm not going to, we don't want, I'm not going to get too specific because yeah. obviously uh, I was working at this place and I, again, I had no idea about like, you know, what, what I needed to receive, like, obviously, okay, you get your paycheck. I'm like, awesome. Like I got my paycheck. Like I'm good, but you needed to, I needed to be provided with T4s. Right. And there were no T4s. Like you might
1: want to explain what that is for your American people they don't have I don't
0: still. Know what, I don't know it, it's
1: like end of the year tax forms that you basically need it in say order... that you've made money
0: yeah because if you don't have a t4 like okay and this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning how yeah. like i basically it showed that i didn't have any credit when i had money in my account but mm-hmm. like technically because i didn't have these t4s the thing that was it's required like she never made a pay for me to yeah say that i got paid i basically it showed like i didn't have like Any money when I had like money in my account so anyways I had no idea that that was really important and like there were like no t4s given to me so when we wanted to like go buy a house or like start the studio it literally showed that I had like zero credit and like then on top being an entrepreneur it's just a shit show And,
1: and the the interesting part about that was so he he did this to save himself tax money Because by not having an employee, you don't have to pay tax for that employee. Like we pay tax all the time on our own payrolls and other things. And so basically he fought. So it's not that you didn't have any. He filed the papers and put a big fat zero that she made no income. So because it was a zero, the bank said you made zero income and they took it as what it was. And there are people like that who are always going to show up like that in in your life, right? Maybe you pay someone for a job and you know what? They don't do the job
0: Mm -hmm. and they
1: fuck off with your money.
0: Yeah,
1: That has also happened to us, right? And it's it's like at the end of the day, you have to think to yourself, how I want to be treated with money is how I need to treat other people. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm the kind of person that fucks off on a commitment, I can't be pissed when people do that same thing. Right. Or if, you know, someone has the intention to, to provide a certain job and then they're like, Oh, actually psych it's $10,000 more expensive. Right. Like for example, the renovation of the studio, right. We had a quote and the quote for the guy said $30,000. And thank goodness that we were able to get $35,000 because then and that wasn't it wasn't your uncle by the way with the with the flooring that was fine okay but then when it came to putting up the paneling and everything like that he was like oh actually it was more it was 38 and i was like
0: that's always well, our the agreement, case like that's yeah, but, always the ah, case but that
1: shouldn't be the case. i know i know it shouldn't be the case because when you are changing the terms after the fact mm-hmm. it's like you're holding that person hostage yeah. right
0: so, well you're not gonna just like have a half ass job done, like obviously you're going to want them to finish. Right. And that's
1: exactly right. So it's like, so, but that being said, that doesn't mean that me and Lorna are afraid to invest. We're not afraid to invest. We're not afraid to spend our money mm-hmm. our way because those were one-off situations. We learned the lesson from it. And then we said, next time, I'm going to make sure there's a clear cut I- invoice. Mm-hmm. Next time, I'm going to make sure that there's this. Or I ask more questions before being a part of this service. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and and you know that really helps from the financial standpoint.
0: And I also think this goes back to like, I just wrapping this up of like, remember how I said at the beginning, I was like, I was never involved in like the finances. Like my dad did a lot of things like, well, same with like this boss. Like I didn't ask questions. Like I didn't learn, I didn't know a lot. So like, I had no idea about that. So like, this is also why it's so important to like, know about your money, know about your finances, like learn about your taxes and like, like, you know what I mean? Like get involved. Um and like, I'm still like trying to get as much involved as possible. But like, if you don't know these things, then like, you just don't know, you know? So it's an ever evolving journey. And like, there's always just so much to learn. And, you know, we're still learning like with our first investment property, like I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that we're learning for like the very first time. And like, it's just going to be a learning experience. But like one thing is we're not afraid to take risks when it comes to money. And like, I think that's truly why we're here. Like with the fact that we like, you know, opened up our own fitness studio, we started like three businesses, basically. Um, You know, we got our first investment property. Like there was like money involved and a lot of money involved. And like, we just always took risks. Like we had no idea if the studio was going to work out, if our businesses were going to work out. Like you don't know, but like we just took a risk and like we... Just kind of like put fear to the side and like just we're courageous anyways because like we know that the life that we want to live, and we don't let like money or finances hold us back. Like we just find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. I agree. I so agree. moral of the story: Don't get fucked in the ass by your <laughs> boss, please, or just be your own boss. That won't happen. Leave. Or like, there we go. Although you're, I'm technically your boss.
1: Yeah. Oh, so that means I can get fucked <laughs> by my boss. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing.
1: Oh, I love it. yep we'll end it there before it gets weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before people just stop listening. But yeah, so this was our first uh co- what's what do we even call it? Get getting real with the costas. This was our first kind of episode. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like we're gonna be really diving into like friendships, relationships, uh family dynamics, um, the online coaching industry what it actually takes to grow a business. Like we're going to take you guys behind the scenes and really just share, share it all. So it's going to be fun. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the getting real with the Costas episode. Um, we will be putting one out every other week. So definitely stay tuned. And if there's like any specific conversations or topics that you would want us to discuss, we are more than happy to, to do that. So. Thank you guys so much. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.